on a Deep Shot Podcast, episode 101. Um, the Braves should be giving us win 101 tonight, but they're uh, struggling a little bit. Listen, man, they nothing. earned it. They earned it. You know, they the weekend that they just gave us as a Braves country, I mean, I, I will give them tonight as a loss. They can take that. I'll take three wins over the Mets versus a loss to the Marlins any day. Yeah. Well, still need one more win or just the Mets to lose, but it would be nice if they got the 101 night. Not over in seventh, six more outs. We'll see. Um, but let's recap a weekend full of football, some great matchups. Uh, some scary, some scary games um, for some certain teams, including the dogs. Um, let's just get into it. We'll start with college and make our way into the NFL. Uh, once again, running a two-man show on a Deep Shot Podcast. Shout out, Jake. All right, What's so we doing? get to. I don't know. He probably just pulled up from his great vacation. A real man would have joined in on the call. Uh, yeah. He would have. He would have. He would have hit the FaceTime on the phone right home. For sure. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Saturday in college football. Um, we start with the noon slate. Um, like I was telling Caleb just a minute ago, I did nothing but sit on my couch and watch college football all day on Saturday. I literally didn't leave my living room. Um, it was an awesome day. Drank a lot of high noons. Uh, I hung out with friends. It was a great time. Ate some wings. You got to have some wings or some za mm, on a college football Saturday. Wings on a Saturday. Amen. So. The college football Saturday starts with noon slate. It was the uh, probably the biggest game of noon slate. Seventh ranked Kentucky, fourteenth ranked Old Miss, um, in a matchup that it, it it was off the walls. It was it was completely off the walls from the get go. Um, Will Levis was having his dick sucked all game long by Sean McDonough and Todd Blackledge about, you know, how he could potentially be a number one pick. Todd McShay was on the sideline saying, you know, some of these teams have, you know, some NFL teams have him as a number one guy. And I wanted, you know, Ryan was actually at my house and Ryan was like, why don't he just say who it is? Like, who's got Will Levis as number one? That's what I want to know. And I agree because after this game, just air it out. Yeah, I want to know. Because after this game, I'll say this: Will Levis, he doesn't throw bad passes. He sticks, and he sticks in the pocket. But sometimes sticking in the pocket's a little too much. You know, we've seen it with Joe Burrow; he gets fucking rocked. Will Levis was getting rocked by Ole Miss. All right, Ole Miss was running this game through the first quarter. They went up fourteen to six, and then after that, they didn't score a touchdown. They didn't score a touchdown after the first quarter. Kentucky had so many mishaps; they had two. Missed extra points. One was blocked. One was a bad snap. Uh, they missed like a 35-yard field goal in the first quarter as well. Uh, and then Will Levis sitting in the pocket a little too long. I, th- I think. I think um, as a quarterback, I mean, you're the quarterback here. Um, you know, I just play it and Ma- I just play on Madden and the VR over here. But um, you know, when you're in the end zone, I think it's time to you know, and, and there's pressure coming, and like literally, there's a guy like two inches from you. I think it's time to get out of the pocket and run. Yeah. Uh, Will Levis. Will Levis did not through a uh, intentional grounding in his own end zone for a safety. Um, so that 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 right there is one, two, five, seven points right there that um, was a huge swing in this game. Uh, and then they were driving down the field last drive of the game. Um, and then they're at like the five-yard line, and, and they get a touchdown. They get a one-on-one in the corner touchdown. Uh, they take the lead. It's feeling awesome. Nope. Everybody wasn't set, run it back, and then the very next play, Will Levis, again, sits in the pocket and gets way too long, gets rocked, fumbles the ball, ball game's over. Ole Miss comes away with uh, 
uh, I don't want to say lucky, but I mean Jesus. I mean they they tried to give that game away so much. Jackson Dart not very impressive um, after watching him, uh, but the Kentucky Wildcats. I mean they just they just absolutely blew this. But you know they're Kentucky. They are Kentucky. This would have been like a program staple win, you know, like they're number seven. Let's finally go in there and give somebody that's actually got a little reputable name a run. And they fumbled the game away, literally fumbled the game away. I mean, you're talking about a fumble snap. The first two extra points, they look like a wreck team. And then like Levis giving up the safety, missing a field goal here and there, fumbling twice in the last four minutes of the game. I mean, they, they asked for it. They completely asked for it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, some more noon slate games. TCU absolutely put a whipping on Oklahoma. I mean, th- it was Big absolutely down. ridiculous what was going on. It was 27-10 um, at the end of the first quarter. Um, it was – let me see what it was at halftime. It was 41-17 to at halftime. Um, there was the, you know, the crazy thing going around the internet during that game that uh, Lincoln Riley's brother is uh, – TCU's offensive coordinator, which would have been, you know, really good information to know uh, before placing an Oklahoma minus five bet. Dylan Gabriel goes out um, during that game. So, I mean, everything went wrong for Oklahoma. There was not anything good going into the Red River showdown this week, uh, coming off some, I mean, uh, the worst two weeks of football uh, they've had in a while. Yeah, it's just the fact that Oklahoma was, like, number seven or number six, like, two weeks ago is wild. Like, and now they are just dirt, garbage, bad. And TCU manhandled them all the way around. And, you know, I think it's still his first year with a new program, totally different scheme, offense, and all this and that. But you would like to not be down 41-17 at halftime to TCU if you're Oklahoma. I mean, that's just not acceptable. No, it's not. It's crazy we're going to get to see – TCU Kansas this week, but also probably in the Big 12 championship. So keep your eyes out. They're both freaking rolling, man. Amen. Um, Big 12. Just a little highlight here. Your deep shot of the week hit Illinois crushing Wisconsin um, and and getting Paul Chris fired. Yeah, that was a shocker. Like, I thought if he lost, he wouldn't get fired. Like, Wisconsin just doesn't seem like the place to fire their head coach like that. I was kind of surprised by that. I was sitting in the office game planning last night. And just seeing Paul Chris fired. Like, Wisconsin just doesn't come across his place to just, like, let dudes go, you know? And, I mean, <laughs> I know he's won a bunch of games, and he's 3-2 and two this year. They look like garbage. Or are they 2-3? and three? Either way, two and three. They, look really, they look really bad, really, really bad. But, I mean, this dude was I – mean, Wisconsin's been a top-10 team, like, the last, like, four years under him. All of a sudden, something ain't right, and they just let the dude go. Um, I'm going to be interested to see who takes that boring-ass job. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I agree. It was a little wild, but I mean, I guess getting smoked by Illinois, I mean, at home, it's probably enough to get fired. Pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Um, let's get into the little afternoon slates a little bit. The Bama-Arkansas game. What a game. Did you get to watch any of it? So, I pulled up to the battery. Um, I went to the match game Saturday night. Pulled up to the battery, and it was like, I literally got there. Um like right after Jameer Gibbs broke that first 70-yard touchdown whenever like – so I was at Tacos Avia. Shout out Tacos Avia, first of all. Over there is right by SunTrust Park. It's like half a mile away. Me and Hunter ate there. Oh, dude, the place is fabulous. Got three tacos, like refried beans, rice, like nine bucks. They serve beer in there too. It's a great place. Free ads for them. I got a call because I'm enjoying my Modelo in there. 
and it was my buddy Gus who put he gambled on the uh, game as well, and he was like, you know, you see the score, and I was like, what? And he was like, it's twenty eight twenty three. I was like, no shit. So then I went on like Sports Search trying to find a stream real quick as I was catching the walk over there, couldn't find one. And then when I got into the bar, they were down by two touchdowns. Like what? What happened? <laughs> and then like as soon as I sat down, she serves in my core's light. Jameer Gibbs breaks another one down the sideline. So he had two seventy-five plus yard runs to the end zone. This game was all right. So this game was twenty-eight nothing. It was twenty-eight nothing Bama. Obviously, we all know Bryce Young went down. Um, I think he'll end up being all right, but it was crazy for a while. I was like, oh, yeah, that non-contact. But then it showed that it wasn't really non-contact. He just, you know, fucked up his arm and then didn't throw again for a few minutes. And he did, and it was. And after the Tua thing, ain't no one throw, ain't no one putting anybody back in. But um, anyway, so then Arkansas got some momentum after that. Going into half, they make it twenty eight seven. They get another one. They do a crazy onside kick to get a you know free three points. Um, and it's twenty eight twenty three going to the fourth. And um, the Alabama's backup quarterback. Uh, let me get his name real quick. Jalen Milrow. Um, the guy can't pass the ball worth a shit. Dude, he's a so, running back all the way. Dude, yeah, he can't pass. Um, let me just say that. But third and fifteen in the fourth quarter, uh, Arkansas's got all the momentum. Things are finally looking like, uh oh, here we go. And this guy breaks a seventy-five yard run to like the two-yard line. It was insane. I mean, it was. It was just totally Bama, you know. Like they just, of course, he just took off, did everything he needed to do, and ever since then, Bama, Bama took it over, um, and it was it was a wrap from there. I mean, it was literally a wrap after that happened. The, Arkansas couldn't do anything. All the the stadium got silent. Bama came away with a win, big win, but man, they should Arkansas still so close. Arkansas still should have so covered. Yeah, that's Oklahoma a State thing. Like they were like locks to cover, like a, going in the fourth. Like you're like feeling great about sixteen and a half points, and then two runs away, and then pff, it's over. Yeah, Jamir is really good, dude. Really he good. Unreal. Really good. Um, Oklahoma State beat Baylor. Didn't watch a second of that game. Not really a big twelve guy. Uh, Wake Forest uh, with the big comeback win against Florida State. Everyone was on Florida State. It seemed like, except for us. Uh, all the momentum, you know, Florida State's back, home game, Wake Forest shuts them up. Uh, nothing like Sam Hartman coming out with another just just star game. I mean, the guy just doesn't miss. Uh, 234 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. They were running the ball great. Um, just shout out Wake Forest. You got to love them. And Kansas. Kansas comes away. Let me let me show you this about the Kansas game. You know, I had Kansas as a deep shot. First one of the year hits. Um Watching that game, I mean, Kansas did try to give it away a bunch. It was literally like they they scored 14 points. They didn't score a single point after halftime. There was only three points scored in the entire second half. Uh, Iowa State's kicker has got to be the worst kicker I've ever seen. I mean, he had the worst kick I've ever seen. And Iowa State was driving down the field on that last drive, and they they went for it multiple times on fourth down, like on you know inside the 40. I was like, dude, this guy's got to suck. Like, why they they do not want to give him the ball or give him the opportunity to kick the ball, and then they did, and it was horrendous. I mean, the ball never even. Uh, it, first of all, I didn't go. You know, it's supposed to go like this, you know, and it went like this, and it went sideways instead of like this, and it literally the the goalpost was to the left or no to the right, and he kicked it all the way to the left. It was the worst kick I've ever seen. But shout out Kansas, 
five and oh, that's awesome to see. Yeah, man, the boys are back. They they hadn't been this good since Charlie Weiss was gracing that sideline. It's exciting mm. to see like a basket this team that's always been like like I know the last couple of years. Yeah, they've been like literally like if there is a college football meme page, Kansas is like the pinned picture on there, <laughs> you know. And these dudes are scoring a lot of points. I mean, they didn't do it this week, but somehow the defense came up with it. I mean, just ride the wave, man. Keep, why not? Well, they should just be our deep shot this week and every week. We're just going to be a Kansas podcast from now on. I don't understand how a D1 program has that bad of a kicker, though. Like, yeah, that was pretty bad. And then just totally forget to recruit those. Um, shout out UConn, too. UConn got a big – the first FBS win in literally, for, literally forever. Um, Getting to another game, Texas a and might be the most done team of all teams in college football. They're so done. I mean, they got absolutely waxed by Mississippi State. It was never even close. Yeah, man. You think they were looking forward to this week? I mean. <laughs> Dude, I don't even want to talk about it. Because last year, when they somehow won that game, there's just no I – mean, they're going to get absolutely torched. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, some, some more SEC stuff. LSU came back against Auburn, and they were they – were, it was more. They were down 17 to nothing. Came back and won the game 21-17. I mean, Auburn at Auburn home. Stinks. They are so bad. So yeah, bad. Auburn stinks. They're going to fire Harson before the, next, the end of the year. I guarantee you if they come out, because they got Georgia this week, right? Yep. If they come out and lay an egg against Georgia, he might get he, be kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Georgia. I mean, that was a scary, scary sight um, on Saturday night. Um, I, if, let me, let me collect my thoughts. One, um, it really helps when you can run the ball. Georgia could not run the ball in the first half. Uh, Kendall Milton fumbled it on a, the one good running play we had in the first half and then he dropped it. Um, and it was, I mean, fuck Missouri's kicker. That fat fuck kept coming out and just drilling every single kick, every single kick. But the defense showed up when it needed to. Somehow we forgot who Brock Bowers was in the whole first half. I think there's a lot of like cuteness trying to figure out some offense, trying to figure out what they can do with certain guys, and it's really bit us in the last two weeks. Uh, Lad McConkey needs to get his fucking foot out of his ass, dropping pats. It just looked sloppy the last two weeks. But I will say this. In crunch time, down 10 points going into the fourth quarter, nut crunching time, everyone's watching, number one team, you come away with a win. I mean, that's literally all I care about. Is like, what column does it go in? The dub column. It's a dub. And that's all that matters. It, you know, uh, it sucks that my locks of the week are not the same. You know, it's obviously not going to be the same run it was last year. Um, Stetson, you know, did what he could. Still threw for three over 300 yards. We ran for like over 100 yards in the second half and made a difference. We were able to come back. Uh, but we got to we got to learn how to punch it into the end zone a little bit more. And, and there were, it was tough. It was a very tough game to watch, um, but the, bend, the the defense, it didn't play its best game, but it bended and it didn't break, and that, that that's what mattered. It was literally the the difference in the game. I mean, literally, Missouri had one, two, three, four, five field goals, and they got 15, point, 15 points of the field goal. 15 or 22 was field goals and one touchdown. Um, they get one more touchdown in that game, they win. So, uh, great job by the defense to you know hold them. As much as I could, and the offense got two touchdowns when they needed it. So it was scary. It was scary. I'm not liking what I'm seeing. 
Um, I'm not overreacting too much. You know, you get a scare, people will forget that Alabama almost lost to Texas. Ohio State struggled with Notre Dame. Michigan has struggled with a lot of their opponents so far to see, or not a lot, but uh, with Maryland. Um, you know, Clemson doesn't wax teams. I mean, there's 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 problems in all these top teams. So I'm not getting to that point. Um, I think it's funny that other people are. Uh, it's like you 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 play your first close game against an opponent other than Alabama in like two years. And all of a sudden, you know, we're just not as good as we were. So I, I, that's a little funny to me, but it was a scary game. Yeah, I mean, it's always overreaction Monday, though, after a, after a game like that that's kind of close. It's funny, whenever I was out after the Braves got a dub, we were at live, me and Hunter, and literally everybody in the room was just glued to the TV. Like, nobody cared about anything else other than when Georgia was on the ball, on offense, you know, getting it rolling. I will say this, Missouri – was able to poke some holes in that defense, and I didn't think that was possible. Um, that, that's not something that you want to see going forward because there's going to be better teams come down the line that are going to be able to exploit the same weaknesses. Especially I mean, they were able to run the ball. Yeah, that's something that you thought would ever happen, that somebody being able to run for over 100 yards on Georgia. Um, also, seeing Stetson Bennett throw the ball 43 times is not something I don't think any, any Georgia fan wants to see. Um, that's just way too much. It's just a sign of how much trouble they were in and – you know, Georgia's going to be able to run. they got to be able to run the ball against good teams. I mean, hell, that's kind of what they were able to do last year um, in the Natty. I mean, they didn't run the ball that well in the Natty, but they were able to pick one or two, you know. And then any all the games, I mean, they bullied Michigan all game long. And this is Missouri we're talking about now, and they're, you know, having to let Stetson Bennett, the fourth, drop back 43 times. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, it's a dub. They didn't cover, whatever. But – Good teams find ways to win when things don't look good. And it don't matter who you play. These are still really good athletes on the field. And hopefully Georgia le- learns from something like that and is able to you know, run it up on Auburn this weekend. Yeah, I think they will. Uh, Clemson, I didn't get to watch any of this game because I was so glued to the Georgia game. But they come out with a win, which I thought they would do. Cover. Uh, DJ has another solid game. 21 for 30, 209. Tutty. He ran for 73 yards. So, um you got Clemson. Yeah. I'm not sure how they'll compete against the top, top tier talent once we get there. Um, but I, I, I am liking the fact that, you know, they've probably knocked NC State out of winning the AC championship from, you know, shout out Jake. Uh, but Clemson, I think Clemson definitely the cream of the crop in the ACC. Uh, with that said, congrats to Georgia Tech. Yeah, it's not Pitt, buddy. My lot looked really nice. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Really showing out for uh, De- uh, Deion Sanders to come to the A. Yeah, man, that that is, like, unthinkable, that pit. Pit, you know, it was funny, too, because I was watching a TikTok, like, the other day, like, right after we made our picks podcast, and <clears throat> I think it was Joel Clapp was talking about, like, a blind draw, two teams, and – at the end of it, it was Kansas and Pitt. And Kansas, like, on paper, is, like, ten times better of a team than Pitt. I don't know why they're ranked, but it just goes to show you. I mean, they just lost to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Um, Pitt's done. They're done. Keon Slovis is done. Hype train's over. Desmond Howard is Jordan done. Aspen. Yeah, Desmond Howard is crying right now. Desmond Howard's teams, uh, three of his four teams all have two losses. And it's four in week wow. five. 
clown. Pick like a clown. Clown. Um, and that was basically it. USC got a big win. Oregon got a big win. Uh, Pac-12 after dark. But other than that, um, a wild, a wild, kind of a wild week. Um, we got some big ma- some upcoming matchups. We'll get to um, in episode 102. But let's head to Sunday. Um, my first win as a uh, season ticket holder at home. It was electric. Uh, the Falcons come away with a pick again for second week in a row. The defense wins the game on the last drive. Um, I will say Jacoby Brissett is not good. Um, after watching him live in person, Nick Chubb, though, can do whatever the hell he wants. Um, and so can the Falcons run game, no matter who's in there. Cordero, uh, this guy named Huntley that I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> um, they were running the ball. We ran for over 200 yards. Uh, the, Marcus Mariota, he's a little concerning at this point. We, me and Jake, we have to talk about that. But uh, we're 2-2. Two and two. The Falcons are 2-2 two and two going uh, to Tampa this week for a chance at first in the NFC South. So that's awesome. That's crazy that they got a shot at getting being the tiebreaker holder for the number one seed in the NFC South. I mean, I don't care what you guys say. I think Atlanta may have, like, there's something about Braves and Arthur Smith, man. They just make bad teams cover. I mean, I don't get it, but they're just showing up. 4-0. 4-0 against the spread. The only team in the NFL that is undefeated against the spread. It's wild, man. To, to ride the Falcons, dude. It's, it's crazy that to think that this team, like, Jake was selling on these dudes. He's a Falcons fan. Maybe he's a Jags fan now. I don't know, but this dude was like selling out on like Falcons being garbage early on. Let's go draft yeah. a quarterback. Tank he's for picked tank against the right. Falcons two weeks in a row, and they've won yeah. both times. Which I did pick against them this week just because I thought the Browns were a better team, but I guess the Browns are just kind of like waiting on uh, on uh, just Mr. Massage himself to come back. I will say no uh, no Miles Garrett or Jadavion Clowney really helped the run game. I will say that. Yeah, Garrett did the thing in his car trying to avoid a damn squirrel or something and really helped the Falcons' chances out. <laughs> uh, Vikings beat the Saints in the 9-30 game. Um, I didn't really get to watch a lot. Thing. But the double doink, how yeah, about that? It was weird, too, because, like, there's a, one game I got to watch other than the nightcap last night. But Will Lutz made, like, a 60-yarder, and then they ran him out there again, like, two minutes later to a 61-yarder, and he didn't have the leg for it. I guess he got too tired after that first one. But, um, you know, big dub for the Vikings right there. Huge. 3-1. and one. Another 3-1 and one team, the Dallas Cowboys. 3-0 without Dak Prescott. Um, and they, they played some pretty bad teams, but Cooper Rush is getting them through the, the swamp a little bit. I wonder when Dak's going to come back and if, you know, this may impact him maybe not having to rush back now, you know, because, I mean, they between them, I mean, they, they're still a game behind the Eagles, but, um, I mean, well, I don't, Rush don't I look bad there. I think if you're the Cowboys, you've accepted you're not going to win the division. You're just you're just going for the wild card at this point. You don't – I don't yeah. think there's any chance the Eagles are slowing down and the Cowboys are going to speed up. No, I'm agreeing with you on that right there. I don't think they get much better than what the Cowboys are. I feel like they kind of are who they are. You know, the Eagles got a lot of potential to be really good. And also, too, I mean, they got the same record as the damn Giants right now. So, I mean, what the hell? Yeah, parity. A lot of parity in the league. I was saying this the other day. I feel like the league is this year very wide open. I mean, obviously, you've got the cream of the crop. You know, you've got the Chiefs and you've got um, – I don't really know. you got the Chiefs. <laughs> and then, uh, the, I mean, you got Chiefs, like the Rams, the Dolphins, um, the Bills. Bills, obviously. 
but you know the bear. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of teams out there that you know could take it at any point. But it's also week four. Uh, the Seahawks and Lions had a battle in Detroit, Wild 48 game. to 45. Um, the highlight, obviously, DK Metcalf getting carted off to go to the bathroom. Um, that was hilarious. Yeah, um, but his tweet dude, the, following that was awesome too. He said his clinch would not have made it to the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, but Geno Smith having a better season than Russell Wilson so far. That's hilarious. Rashad Penny is an absolute monster. Um, and you just got to feel for the Detroit Lions. They have the most points in the season in their one and three. Yeah, man, I was I can't I'm shocked to believe that this offense is uh, the offense that is putting it on everybody that they've seen this year so far, and it's led by Jared Goff. Um, you know, I think especially for them to score 45 points without DeAndre Swift being even able to play the other day, you know, and that game was so topsy-turvy, too, because, like, the Lions kept battling back. Like, they were they were pretty much – like, the score was three, but they were down 10 the entire fourth quarter because they'd go score, and then they would go back down and score again. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, paying for Dan Campbell, though. I mean, he's his team's playing really good. They just can't string together a dub, man. Can't play defense. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, yeah, literally not at all. Uh, the Titans and Colts. Two highlights from this. Two things you need to know about this game. Derrick Henry back. Jonathan Taylor not back. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on, Andy, but my dynasty team is really, like, really, really looking to find some answers as to what the hell's going on, man, because that dude's put up, like, six points total in fantasy the last two weeks. Yeah, and they're not good. I mean, and the Titans just they're throwing the ball to Derrick Henry now, which is just hilarious. Like they got no other choice. I mean, (laughs) who the hell is they gonna throw? That is true. That is true. Yeah. But Matty Ice, he's gotta figure it out. Um the Giants and the Bears, this probably a huge snoozer of a game. I mean, Justin Fields, I feel like threw for hundred fifty yards, which was over hundred seventy four, which probably the most he's had in forever. Um that, but, it went over because the, the line at the beginning of the game was like 142 because he's only thrown like 300 total before that game. Yeah. I mean, are we – is the bus watch like completely settled that he's garbage or is that team really bad? Both. Um, I, I, that's my thing. is like Justin Fields, he, it's like – it seems like every game it nothing changes. Like it just looks the exact same every single week. You never see him uh, – like progress or like, you know, show you something that like, oh yeah, that looks better than it did last week, in my opinion. Um, on the other side, Saquon Barkley, thirty one carries for 146 yards. Feed him. Uh, wow, dude. And Daniel Jones, dude, but Daniel Jones was the one with most of the touchdowns this week. And that's that that's awesome. Daniel Jones loves to run. Yeah, dude. His speed on Madden's like eighty seven. I was looking at the other day. He's really fast on there. <laughs> dude, I can see why he's a freaking monster on the on his feet um the eagles and the jags the jags came out hot they started out this game very very nicely up 14 nothing and then the uh the eagles just showed why they're probably the best team in the nfl through four weeks um absolutely just manhandled them the rest of the way it was miles sanders huge game um they just basically ran the ball down their throats the rest of the game on this Jags defense that, uh, you know, Jake just so proudly loves. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence had a stinker of a game, too, buddy. I mean, yeah. oh, not good. How could we forget? The four fumbles 
by Trevor Lawrence in this game. The most of a player in this century of 2000. No one has ever fumbled four times other than Trevor Lawrence. And he threw a pick. Yeah, man, that's a lot of turnovers. I mean, Jalen Hurts didn't play too great uh, to combat that, but he did enough to get the dub. I mean, really – it's bad, though, because, like, his Jacksonville quarterback away. I mean, really, honestly. <laughs> he was the number one pick, like, the best prospect in history, and he's played, like, absolute trash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he has not, not done good. I mean, a week off of AVFC Offensive Player of the Week. and uh, But it's just like, you know, it's just like they say, you can go from here to zero real quick. Um, hey, man. The New York Jets and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mitch Trubisky finally been benched for Kenny Pickett. Uh, Kenny Pickett, 10 for 13 with three interceptions. So has not thrown a true incompletion yet in the NFL. Yeah, one of those interceptions, too, is kind of like Hunky Dory. Like the dude, like he threw it up to a really tall dude, like a matchup guy, <laughs> and he just didn't come yeah, down with it somehow. Dude, absolutely. Like, Whopped it. Yeah. It was yeah. yeah, and it just fell in the other dude's hands. Um, but when Kenny Pickett came in this game, it really started going the Steelers' way. But you can't bet against that dog, Zach Wilson. His first game back, first game of the season, uh, did what he had to do, and the Jets are 2-2. Two and two. Excellent gritty, too, by the way. I mean, him and Mac Jones are competing for best quarterback gritty right now. Yeah, well, he's got a lot more gritty than him than Mac Jones will in the next few weeks. Uh, the Bills come back from a 23 deficit to beat the Ravens. Uh, dude, that's the second time the Ravens have blown a 17-point lead or more. I'm pretty sure the one they had against the Ravens was a lot more, or the Dolphins was a lot more. Um, yeah. Crazy. Concerning, man. And the way that end of the game shook out, like Harbaugh didn't even want to take the three. He wanted to go for it on fourth, didn't get it, and the other team goes down and, of course, does a thing. When you got the best kicker in football, like that kind of game, take your three points. They've been bottled up all game. Exactly. I was going to make something shake. Yeah, and his explanation was basically like, well, if we kick the field goal, they're probably going to go score a touchdown. <laughs> it's just like, okay, well, great great thinking. You know, yeah. way to have faith in your defense. But, yeah, for, you're right. For them to have the best kicker in the NFL, they hate using them. Yeah, I'd be rolling, trotting him out anywhere within 70, I think. I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Chargers beat the Texans 34-24. They almost blew this cover. Uh, they almost blew it hard. But they did pull it out. Um, and Austin Eckler had a big day for the fantasy team. Um, and then Cardinals smoked the Panthers. Uh, this was another stinker in the first half. Uh, Very the, I mean, Baker Baker Mayfield just showed, you know, why he's so garbage. Uh, and Kyler Murray was able to just run all over the field and make things happen. And uh, Marquise Brown, Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown are just an insane. They got dude. a little thing going on out there. And especially, and it's going to be scary when D-Hop comes back, man. They're going to be lethal. Yeah, it is. It is something to watch out for the the Cardinals, um, and then the Packers and the Pats. What a ball game! What a ball game! Brian Hoyer goes down for the Patriots. Uh, Bailey Zappi comes in there. You know, doesn't do bad. Doesn't do bad. The uh, the running game for New England was was moving, uh, which a lot of people didn't think would be able to happen. Uh, I think the biggest thing in this game is just like. I think the Packers have some real problems, you know. And I just, uh, I just think the Packers have some real problems they need to fix. Yeah, Obviously, they showed good. up when they needed to, but it, they, they shouldn't have been in that situation. 
Dude, if they can't throw it to a running back, they ain't throwing it to nobody on offense. I mean, it is pretty much that simple. And if they can't run the rock, they're going to have a long day. And it took them five quarters, basically, in order to um, <clears throat> get to a point where they were able to run for over 100-something yards. Um, and I was more impressed by New England being able to st stick with these dudes. Um, yeah, Green Bay's not they're, – they're a fraud three-in-one team, my book. I should have reneged on my ability to say that the Vikings were going to win this division. I, th I think they're going to win this division now. Green Bay, and they got Aaron Rodgers, but they are not world beaters by any stretch. They really need Devontae Adams back is what they need. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be pretty nice for them. Too bad that's not going to happen. The Raiders have them. And the Raiders get their first win of the season against the Broncos. The Broncos suck. Um, I think – I think everyone knew that the Raiders were going to win this game if you're paying attention. Josh Jacobs was a monster day. Two touchdowns on the ground, 144 yards, another one through the air. Uh, or wait, no, 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 just one or two through the ground. No touchdowns were thrown in this game by Derek Carr. But monster, monster game, um, and the Raiders are on the board. About damn time. They finally gave Josh McDaniels the damn football after the game. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, is he going to have a job at them this year at this rate? I mean, because that team has a lot of expectations, and they are playing like shit, dude. Bunchy. Absolute shit. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, it's bad. And, yeah, and for I'm just, and that's the thing is, like, their defense had been so strong for the first three games and then just were absolutely torched by Josh Jacobs, and which is somebody I benched in fantasy thinking, you know, it was going to have a big game. Had a monster game. Probably the best game of his career. Uh, and then Chiefs Bucks to close it out on Sunday night. Dude, Patrick Mahomes is a fucking magician. He is nuts, dude. He is absolutely crazy. The, the game was over from the start. I mean, the Chiefs just absolutely never slowed down. Um, Mike Evans, he's really good if you want to take something away from this game. Um, Brady, I mean, Brady didn't have a you know, bad game, but he had to throw the ball 52 times. They had six carries for three yards in this game, Tampa Bay did. Yeah, man, they, uh, I don't think running the ball is necessarily what's going to get it done for them. And the fact they were able to score 31 points with Brady just dropping back and letting it rip. I mean, um, this is, I was kind of shocked. Like, Mahomes is good and all, but I was kind of shocked for, to see somebody put 41 points on Tampa's defense. Uh, I thought Tampa's defense was something that was going to be able to keep them in a lot of games this year, and uh, it literally played them out of this one. And now they're two and two, man. I mean, all you look up, all of a sudden they are two and two, the same as the rest of the damn league. And the Falcons and the Bucks are playing for the division lead next week. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. All right. Well, we recapped it. A two man, a two man team on a Monday night. Got a great week coming ahead. We'll have some picks later this week. Any last words, Caleb? Shout out, Braves, man. We did it. We fucking did it, dude. We did it. Going in this weekend, everybody knew all year long this was going to be the weekend of all weekends. I was labeled. I was lucky enough. I thought about going Friday and Saturday night. I was able to pull out a ticket for Saturday night, sat in center field. Um, absolutely electric environment. That's the best environment in baseball. I'm, I've never been anywhere else, but I'm just telling you all, it's better Whatever y'all got going on, screw off. Truest Park Rocks ain't nobody else better place to be, for sure. Amen. Amen. Dude, you and Ryan were probably pretty close. He was in center field too. Where is he sitting at? I don't I don't know. He was uh he was in center field though. He was by himself. Damn, 
I should have looked for him. Yeah, me and Hunter Perry were sitting like 11 rows up, like literally right against the He was three rows up. Rail. We were sitting right next to the guardrail um, and by the water fountain in center field by the batter's eye. Oh, damn. You guys, you guys are pretty close to Ryan. That's hilarious. All right. Um, Deep Shot Podcast, episode one-on-one. Next podcast, hopefully the Braves will have the NLE title by their name. Signing out. See ya.